This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week podcast. We're looking at Australian crime stories. We're looking at the first five episodes of season four, and we're up to episode five, which is Bodies of Evidence. Joining me for these podcasts is the executive producers of the series, Jerry Coy and Brian Cockerell. Now, Bodies of Evidence is an amazing story about a um, forensic pathologist from South Australia, a guy called Dr Colin Manick. But um, I'm, I'm wondering, should this guy have ever been appointed to this role in the first place? Well, that's, no. uh, that's, no, well, that's the leaping off point, that he, um, he sent in an application to be the Chief Forensic Pathologist of South Australia but wasn't ever qualified for the job. But yet he manages to hold the position for 27 years. Yeah. Something over 400 cases. Oh, 10,000 autopsies, 10, th- 10, autopsies over 400 criminal cases he gave evidence in. So it's, it's been described as the, the lawyer ex of South Australia or another one of our experts describes it as it's the biggest case of this kind in the Western world. Yeah, and I think at some point in the episode you talked to one of your, uh, one of your, your guest... Um, uh, uh, contributors talks about you know, and they're asked, could this would this only happen in a place like Adelaide, where you know, which is a, it's a smaller town, and they're more prone to perhaps cover up something like this? And well, I think that's that's part of the story that you know, Adelaide is very much you know still a big country town, and there's very few. There's I think all of the lawyers all come from basically the same university. Um, and this is part of the problem too that that Manic was in this role for so many years that people that would have worked with him, say in a role in p- police prosecution, and Manic might have you know given them a, a, a good result in one situation, then later down the track that people might have crossed to the other side and working in defence, and then they're going against Manic, and you know because he was in that role for so long. People, I think, became compromised by their dealings with him, and and so South Australia has been very, very reluctant to try and cut him adrift or actually make some make fix this this blight on on these all these cases. Yeah, and I guess the case you highlight in particular is um, a guy called Henry Keogh, yeah, who was um, found guilty of a murder, which. Um, and the, and the more the, you delve into the case, it looks like he, he probably didn't commit, um, is eventually released, but I think, what, he served 20 years? 20 years. 20 yeah. years, yeah, and for the murder of his fiancée. Well, and from the and evidence... Very slim evidence. Well, from the evidence, yeah. there's no evidence that a, a murder actually happened mm. at all. Mm. Mm. It could have just been a, a slip in the bath, too much wine, um, but... You know, they, they just went down this down this road of trying, seemingly, to, to find. Um, it looks like heading down a road to try and find Keo, find the evidence to, to basically fit up Keo. Now, am I right in thinking the first appeal wasn't even successful? No, they went to a second one. Yeah, and then he gets out. Yeah, yeah, amazing. But he was lucky; he had some people, sort of supporters, and some of the media were were on his side. And you've got a couple of good interviews. Um, I think uh, so. Tell us a little bit about Carl Stefanovic and his involvement. Well, Carl covered um, uh, essentially his part of the story was he covered one of the, the well, it interesting was the last interview with Dr. Collins. Yeah, so he gets the last ever interview 
after is essentially he still alive. This guy, yeah, yes, Colin Manic's still alive, and I think. Carl tripped him up so much that Manic has basically hidden out ever since. Right, OK. Uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic interview because he essentially traps Manic on air, essentially saying, uh, you know, this is meant to be a forensic pathologist and yet Manic's only evidence against Keogh is, is that, oh, what about all the life insurance? You know, I mean, <laughs> mm. is he meant to be a forensic pathologist or, you know, a, a, one of those ABC uh, women on a Sunday night is he Vera on the ABC? Yeah, you know, yeah. trying to do investigations on his own, or <laughs> you know, yeah, that's amazing. Now, and, and anybody who's familiar with SA Media um, News over there, but Graham Archer, long time, I think he ran Today Tonight for a long time, very successfully in South Australia, a reporter in his own right, and you speak to him a fair bit too, don't you? Yeah, well, he's followed this case and. Um all the Manic cases for many, many years. So he was great talent, able to tell us the stories in detail. Yeah. Um, he's, and he's maintained his rage, hasn't he? Because he's, yeah. he's clearly as upset with you during his interview as he was the first oh, time he heard about absolutely. this. Well, but this the miscarriage of justice. Well, they've, they've been bashing their, bashing against the doors of uh, the state government in South Australia to fix this problem all the way back from, from the moment from, I mean, we, we go back to, like, it's 1970s, Fritz van Beelen, another person that, that probably did not commit a murder that he was inside for for, I think, 13-plus years. Then you've got Keogh. Then you've got the baby deaths. And you've got a whole lot of these other cases that we couldn't even get around to. I mean, as I said, 400 criminal cases, 10,000 autopsies. And you wonder how many more cases there are out there, especially since South Australian government has essentially said, we're just going to deal with them on a case-by-case basis. So mm. they've just essentially washed their hands, but they're not even going to do an inquiry into this. Yeah. And you speak to her now. Who's uh, Bob Moles? Bob, Bob has been... Um, uh, Bob has been on the Manic case since the beginning. He's, um, he's a, a, an eminent uh, legal researcher in South Australia and, and I rang him to talk to him about a couple of South Australian sort of stories uh, way back and, and I was actually very much interested in a different story and he said, have you got an hour to, to let me talk to you about Dr Colin Manick? And by the time he unloaded me on the story of, of Colin Manick, I, I just ran into Jerry's office and said... Let's forget all the other stories we want to do in South Australia. We have to do this story. Mm, mm. And um, you also speak to, who's that, Kevin Borick, a QC over there? Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, Jerry had the most dealings with Kevin. He, um, delightful, uh, eminent QC who's been around forever. And um, he was, his first connection with, with Manic was actually on the Van Beelen case back, way back then. He was the the lawyer on that and has been working all the way taking appeal after appeal like the Van Beelen case has been going all the way to the high court uh, and there's still possibly more more to be done there at the high court in that case as well and Boric is in is very old now but is still determined to, to keep fighting for justice for for a client that that he was dealing with in the in the you know way back when yeah there's um uh, a few things that, that stick in my mind after after watching this episode of uh, Australian Crime Stories is the the almost freaky footage of um, Dr. Callum Mannix walking down the street outside a court, and you maybe you slow it down a little bit, but he's sort of half smirking at the camera, and you can almost see his mind ticking over. And gee, I wonder if the gig's up. Have they 
they, down to me. Yeah, they sort of. But it's just there's something unnerving about the way. Oh, he he's looks. he's a very disturbing. He's a very disturbing character, and, and you I can think see that in Carl's interview as well. He seems very smug and right in unbelievably the arrogant. Yeah. And Boric uses that word too. That uses that phrase. He said that you know in the courtroom he's always right, and that's been essentially a lot of the problems with um, some of his uh, you know. Uh, problems that people have had in court cases with some of his forensic work that he tends to do things his own way um, and some of them have been you know found to be you know unscientific etc um, so he's he kind of is, is very much a law unto himself as to how he conducted a whole lot of his his you know uh, his autopsies to the point where at one stage he decides to do an autopsy in a, in a street. Right, okay. Mm. Wow. I think you've got to watch the episode to really yeah. grasp. Yeah, so that's something to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. we'll <laughs> I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> but have a look at the episode for, for a bit more detail on that one. Something else that is a bit troubling about your investigation is the fact that the South Australian Attorney General just doesn't want to know about this at all. And yeah, I think you approached them for a comment. And what, what was the response? We're unable to assist at this time, pretty much. And that's a yeah. similar response that she gives to Julie Nottle, who's also um, in the story yep. um, over the baby deaths. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so they just sort of... They just seem to want to just push this story yeah. away and well, she's written... Sort of bury it, if you like. Yeah, well, Jules has, written to, has, Jules has written to the South Australian Attorney-General three times... Um, Bob Moles and others have written over and over and, you know, we have all of these email trails where essentially it's just the same thing back. We'll deal with... If you come up with some new evidence, you know, we might look into it. Case by case. Yeah, Mm. but it's like there seems to be no responsibility on their side to try and put right some of these, these gross miscarriages of justice. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, it's a fascinating episode. It's called Bodies of Evidence. It's um, episode five of uh, season four of Australian Crime Stories. I hope you've liked these sort of short interviews um, with um, with Brian and Jerry, which give you some insight into their work on um, getting these stories to air. There's five more episodes which we haven't touched on, which is also part of this um, season um, four. Just before I let you both go, is there? Of the remaining five episodes, is there one you'd like to mention that you think is going to intrigue a lot of people? I think I'd like to mention all five. So maybe <laughs> we'll come back and do another five. Yeah. Okay. Days. So they're all pretty good, are they? They're all they're all crackers. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't put them to air if they weren't crackers. No, oh, it's good stuff. Mm. All right. Okay. So look, thanks for your time today. Um, we've really enjoyed you um, showing up and um, letting us inside uh, your investigations. Thank you, James, for having us. Fantastic. Okay, cheers.